this is what works. And I don't care if you sell a $3,000 program or if you sell a $47 product. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Hey everyone, just a quick heads up that we're giving away a ebook called 29 Growth Hacking Quick Wins. We co-authored this book with Matan Griffel of One Month, and it'll give you a solid base on where you can create growth ideas from. So all you need to do is text QUICK TIPS to 33444. That's the word QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, and TIPS, T-I-P-S as in sugar, to 33444, and you get instant access. All right, everyone. Today, we have Keith Krantz, who's the founder of Dominate Web Media and the author of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising and has been running, managing, or teaching Facebook ads since its inception. He's also one of the speakers or podcasters on the paid advertising podcast called Perpetual Traffic, which I recommend you all listen to. Keith, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Eric? Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what your company does? Yeah, no problem. No problem. So what we do is my main company is Dominate Web Media, which I'm the founder of. I'm also the author of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, which is in bookstores and Barnes and Nobles and Amazon and stuff. And so what we do basically is we have kind of three levels of our business where we teach people Facebook ads, people that want to do it themselves. So I have a, a thing called a community called Facebook Ads University where I have an entire course and we do live webinars and I've got a a really active private Facebook group. Um, and then we have a coaching program, which we call Facebook Navigator, where we help. We It's kind of a done with you thing. So we get on calls, group calls once a week, one-on-ones, stuff like that, where we basically help people run Facebook ads. And we also have an agency where we completely fully manage Facebook ad campaigns, helping clients optimize their, their campaigns, their landing pages, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really what the main business is now. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're seen as the expert in, in Facebook. So can you tell us a little bit more about kind of what's going on with Facebook ads today? Yeah, no problem. So, so myself, the, I originally got into Facebook ads back in like 2009 is when I started getting excited about it was because I came from the original kind of brick and mortar business. So before I was doing this, I actually owned several brick and mortar businesses. I was an owner of, I was part of two different franchises and we did traditional advertising like direct mail. We did co-ops, local radio stuff, sometimes local TV, billboard advertising, those types of things. Before that, I was an airline pilot for six years, got about 4,000 hours. But while I was doing that, back in, and as, as I started learning this whole digital marketing world, I kind of started learning the direct response world mostly and learning from stuff from Dan Kennedy and stuff. And then I kind of fell into the I started seeing these Facebook ads and I was like blown away because I was seeing where we would spend $10,000 a month on a billboard and just that's just right up front without even knowing what's going to happen after you put it up. And then I saw where you could like literally, you know, put up a Facebook ad for free and then, you know, but almost like a digital billboard, right? Where you would put it up for free and then you'd only pay on a per click basis. It's like that billboards only being displayed to your exact ideal audience and you not paying unless they pull over and call the number, right? Or go to the website. So 
I kind of went all in on the Facebook stuff back then. And so I self-published my own book in 2010 and really just purely as an authority uh, piece. And I'm glad I did. That was the best thing I probably ever did because that book landed me a client, which was kind of an anchor client, which landed some other people and, and got my name out there with some gurus. And that's how I fell in, in, into working with Perry Marshall, which long story short, we've got a book together he asked me to do with him, which is now the number one book in the world on Facebook ads. And um, that's basically a long story short. So I've kind of been doing this for a while. And when I first started running Facebook ads, like I was running video ads back in 2012 because I didn't, nobody knew who I was. And that, for me, that was the only way for me to kind of build that relationship out there. I always kind of saw Facebook as no different than the real world, right? Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we've been able to be successful through this whole time and kind of stand out is because I came from, I mean, the real world background and going to networking groups and B&I and chamber of commerces and stuff like that. And just like re knowing that you, you, you know, typically when you build a, when you, when you get a new client in any industry, it doesn't just usually happen instantly. You have to build a relationship with people. And so that's what we've always tried to do with our Facebook ads and, and treat people on Facebook like they're real people. And so What's happening recently is Facebook's algorithm, okay, is kind of really, really caught up with, you know, with what they want. And, and actually, it's actually what people want. It's what your customers want. And what I mean by that is, I tell the story all the time. It's like, have you ever met that guy at a party where you shake his hands and literally 30 seconds later, he's, you know, trying to pitch you his financial planning services, insurance company or something like that. <laughs> you ever met that guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It says, what do you want to do? You want to turn around and run away, right? Totally. So yeah. yeah. And so the thing is, is that Facebook has kind of replaced the uh, party coffee shop event, you know, conference as the online version of that. And so nobody likes that guy that tries to sell you something 30 seconds after shaking your hands. However, some of the biggest deals, some of the biggest sales, that have ever been made have been made as a result of two people initially meeting at a party or, or an event and then building a relationship and then they became a client. And so what you have to do and what you can do is you can use Facebook's just amazing targeting capabilities to be almost cloning yourself or your business and showing up at all these parties, all these events, all over the world, all these coffee shops all over the world if you wanted to, building relationships with people, making friends with people, letting, you know, letting them trust you, and then eventually moving some of them into becoming customers. And that's what works, and that's what we try to do. And so what's happening is a lot of people right now are getting their Facebook accounts shut down. They're, they're getting lots of ads disapproved. Their lead costs um, are going up. And at the same time, we have actually – we've seen that with some of our clients. And we, but we also have other clients right now that are getting better results than they've ever been getting because they're buying in all the way with this whole strategy, which, which I talk about is, you know, kind of not only giving value first, but like having, building kind of a machine to be literally uh, putting your message out there in front of people, depending on how well they know you, right? So you might have light campaigns running in the background. You might have uh, an article that you have that's really, really good. We call it epic content or goodwill content. So it's a maybe it's a, a two or 3,000 word article or, or video, like a five or 10 minute video that you are driving Facebook traffic into to that content where people don't have to opt in. They don't have to buy your stuff to actually consume. Um, you know, companies like HubSpot, digital marketers doing a great job of this now, Kissmetrics, a lot of these uh, enterprise level companies, software companies do a really good job of content marketing. But what we do is we use Facebook to 
amplify that content, right? And then, and then for, as people become warmed up to your brand, you have things like opt-ins. So you can get people to opt-in to consume something even better, right? Or, or maybe they have to buy something. Maybe they have to sign up for a free demo software or something like that. Depending on what your product or service is, there's always going to be a uh, – probably the, high, the majority of your spend should be sent – you know, should be used to drive traffic into some kind of a conversion focused campaign, like a landing page, right? So when I when I talk about this, I'm not I'm not a lot of times people get confused. And what happens is is they hear part of the conversation. They hear me talk about how powerful it can be to be driving traffic into a content page, right? Or it's ungated. They don't have to opt in. Um, and so they think, well, well, I should just do do that. And then they do it and then it doesn't work. And and then, or they, or they just do landing pages, or they just do video ads, right? And so, the problem with with people on Facebook is that, or people that are trying to do Facebook is that, taking like a, somebody's piece of advice and just running with one thing, you have to try to take a little bit higher up uh, look at, at the whole thing. And the reason why Betty Rocker, who we talk about on the podcast for three episodes, is just killing it. She's killing it even better now than in those three episodes, you know, from two months ago, and is because she gets it and she does all the little things. So she has content that she amplifies that's really good. It's not just a 600-word article. It's a 3,000-word article. But she only has like two or three that she's amplifying, right? And then she has a really good lead magnet that she's driving traffic into, both cold traffic on Facebook and warmed-up traffic, people that have visited her blog but have not yet opted in. Okay, and she's also driving traffic into sales pages. But no cold traffic gets, you know, targeted for for sales pages and so we're, we're only targeting warmed up traffic people that have either read the blog or people that have opted in already and so this is what works and I don't care if you sell a $3,000 program or if you sell a $47 product you I think in order to be successful you've got to be thinking about where people are and have uh, you know three or four different types of campaigns going for people at, at different different places and think about it too some people are you know, they're in line at, at, at the coffee shop. Some people are, are commuting to work or sitting in the train. Some people are, are at work on their desktop computer. So people are, at, are in different modalities throughout the day. Some people are on their mobile device and some people are on their desktop. Some people have five minutes to watch a video. Some people have 20. Some people only have 30 seconds. So it's another reason why you've got to kind of hit people uh, with different modalities. And then once you start to do that, it's really cool because it – it kind of sounds complex, but once you start setting up two or three things, then it's just kind of like it's running. So, you know, it's running in the background where you're the, 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 the right content is being amplified to the right audience. And it's, you have this continual, we call it perpetual traffic making machine because you've got stuff going out to cold people that's, you know, ready for them. You're not trying to shake their hands and sell them. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, here's an example. Imagine if you're back at that party and you and me met and and let's say I, I'm a financial planner, and, and, and we're talking, and, um, and and you've got a couple kids, and you, and, you, and you ask me, you know, what do you do? And I say I'm a financial planner. I actually help people, you know, save up money to be able to afford to get their kids through college. And and you said something like, "Oh, dude, I've got two kids, and shoot, I'm gonna have to start saving up right now because I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to to retire if I'm not gonna be able to afford to you know, pay their way through college." And then I said, "Hey." Actually, there's this great tax kind of loophole. It's called a 529. You should go. You should go check it out. No, no. I'm sorry. Back up a little bit. What I said. You know what? There's this great tax loophole, but if you give me your business card, I'll tell you what it is. (laughs) 
you know, does that mean, you know, instead of like actually giving you a tip and said, Hey, actually there's this great tax loophole. It's a 529. Go check it out sometime. Um, it's pretty cool. And you can, you know, it's tax free. You can save a lot of money. By the way, what do your kids play any sports? Are they into any activities? Mm. You know, you and I become friends. I gave you a great piece of advice. You go home, you're on the way home. You're, you, maybe you tell your girlfriend or wife about this guy, Keith, that you met, financial planner. He gave you a great tip. No big deal. You go home. He's, stay the night, Saturday night, you, the next day you, you wake up, it's Sunday, you hang out with the family and then you do your thing and then Monday morning you wake up, you get in the car and you're driving on your way to work, you've got a 20 minute commute and you're on this kind of like busy road where you've got stoplights everywhere and you're stopped at a stoplight and you look up to the right and there's this billboard that's got a picture of me and it says go to you know www.collegefunding.com or something like that and fill out this survey to see if you'll be able to you know, pay your kids way through college or call this number to get a free financial evaluation. You know, do you think you'd be likely to do that? I'd be likelier to do it. Yes. Because we're friends, right? And you trust me. I'm the guy we met at the party. And so Facebook's the same exact way. It, it really, really is. And that's what it's what people that really get this and implement this can like, it's, you can scale out in a, in a major way. And so, um, and, and the other thing is, is, um, you know, stop me if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to digressing too much a little bit, but back to like the, the environment that we're in right now with Facebook and people getting their accounts shut down. One thing that we're seeing, and I've actually, um, I've asked my account rep at Facebook about this and she's confirmed it is that past history on your account is, is really will not only affect future history as far as your ads getting approved, but it also can affect the pricing on your future ads. So like if you have highly engaged content being amplified, like running Facebook ads to a blog post or just a, just an engaging post. Maybe it's not even linking out at all and you're actually spending a little bit of money behind it. That actually can affect your future pricing. And so well, the way I see it is, is you're, you're putting, it's like every time you do something that's like goodwill based where you get high relevant scores, okay, a relevant score is, is a score that Facebook gives you between one and 10. Um, and, and the higher it is that, that they're saying that that, that basically is a better ad for that audience. It gets high, it gets low negative feedback and it gets lots of shares and likes and comments. So the higher relevant score you have, the lower cost per click you get. It's just purely, it's directly related. And so what happens is, is that if you're running some content with high relevant scores, you're actually getting, you're building into the bank of goodwill. And so like, let's say the next day you want to run a ton of traffic into an opt-in page. And when you run traffic into opt-in pages, you're going to get negative you're going to get negative feedback. It doesn't matter who you are. It just happens because people, they think, you know, they own the newsfeed. It's their newsfeed. So, and so what happens is, is you're, it's like a ratio. So Facebook's tracking this all the time. And if you're getting us, if your level of negative feedback gets to a certain point, they'll ban your account. But if you're running content amplification ads, maybe they're not getting as good of ROI. You're not generating as many leads, but you're building that up. So like when you do get negative feedback with your lead gen ads, then it's, it's a smaller ratio compared to your overall spend. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah, makes sense. And I have a question for you. So before we dive a little more into comp content amplification, can you share sure. some numbers around it as to, you know, um, how content amplification, you know, compares versus just driving people to a lead magnet directly? Sure. So here's an example. Um, typically, if you're going to do that, if you, if you, even if you have, really good calls to action throughout that content. Like you've got banners, you've got some stuff in the middle of your content. You've got lots of that. You're still, your lead cost, if you're trying to generate leads, it's going to be much higher than going right into a, an opt-in page normally. 
some we've seen some cases where it's similar, but in most cases it's not. So, however, your cost per click to website, this is the big one here, is way, way lower in most cases. Okay. If you're listening to this, every case is different, but in most cases that we see across the board in different industries, if you're driving traffic, let's say into a webinar registration, you might be averaging, say, a dollar fifty or two fifty, just say a dollar fifty dollar seventy-five per click to website. Okay. So Facebook will, you know, you get charged if somebody likes your post or even if they click on like the link to your page, even if they don't click away to your website, you still get charged for that click. So your cost per click might maybe it's like, you know, 70 cents and your cost per click to websites a dollar seventy, right? And and if you're running uh the same to the same audiences, the same business, and if you're going to a a content amplification like an ungated content, and you you know you spell that out in your so like ads a blog post, know, right? Like a blog post, yeah, exactly. Um, your click cost per click to website is probably going to be closer to forty cents. Um, in a lot of cases, I've seen it go from like two dollars and seventy cents down to like thirty or forty cents, so ten times cheaper. Um, so typically, we see it's it's about five to twenty times cheaper cost per click to website going to content than it is to a landing page. Okay. Now just to follow up to that, um, let, let's say, you know, it's, it's, it's much cheaper, you know, just driving clicks, but what if people are, you know, let, let's say they're driving people to a conversion, they're using conversion optimized uh, OCPM to sure. drive them to a lead magnet. Uh, so maybe they're getting a CPA of, let's say, you know, $6 for, for each email, right? Now, right. let's say you're using comp- content amplification and you, you know, you're also retargeting people to the lead magnet. What's the difference in the cost per acquisition? You know, it depends on, it, it totally depends, but, uh, typically if you're gonna, let's say you're retargeting people that have already been to content to your lead magnet and let's say your cost per acquisition was $6 with cold traffic. Your cost per acquisition might be, you know, four dollars to your warm traffic. Mm-hmm. I'd say anywhere from, you know, three to to five. It's going to be typically anywhere normally twenty to fifty percent uh, cheaper. It just really depends on your content. The big thing is your content too. So, and how often you're doing it, and, and those types of things. Now, that being said, and I've I've just redid a, a, an entire training program. I'm just about to go live here. And it's my, it's called my seven step Facebook fast start. And in step one is the, you know, publish content. If you don't have a blog, another way around this is to do a, a content with call to action video ad. Okay. We talked about this. If you listen to the podcast, you told me you have it on episode six is as a strategy that Betty Rocker is about to begin rolling out. This is a couple months ago now. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this now with her and some other people and it's killing it. Um, and so it's what this is, is maybe a, instead of like a 30 second video, you're trying to get someone to, 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 you know, to click away and go to a landing page. This is content. So this is maybe a three to five or seven to eight minute video. And you're teaching, it's good. You're creating goodwill, you're building trust. And then you have a calls to action, maybe soft calls to action, maybe a fairly strong one at the end, depending on, you know, what your situation is. But that's another way to add a layer of kind of creating goodwill, building trust before you bring people in. In that case, you would go right to an opt-in page or even a sales page. In her case, she's going to a sales page. Um, but it's, it's just another way to add that layer. And so now, if you're listening to me right now, realize that this is just one thing that you're going to add. Okay, remember what I talked about earlier about how it's, it's about meeting people where they're at and people are in different uh, they're in different kind of mindsets throughout the day in different locations. So I'm not saying that you need to do a video only. I'm saying that you do a video in addition to your regular ad to your landing page. Got it. Okay. So, 
So it sounds, I mean, the takeaway here, and you mentioned a keyword, the keyword is you're building goodwill. And not only are you building this audience through Facebook, you're building a pixel at the same time where you can remarket to people. But you are, in addition to all of that, you're also getting your leads for 20 to 50% off. Right. Now, you're originally, of course, you're originally paying for that to get them to content. So in some cases, you know, in some cases we've seen where the, where the net cost per lead is about the same. So what that means is like, let's say it costs, cost you 50 cents to get them to content and then it cost you you know five dollars to get to let's say it cost you four dollars to get the lead right after you retargeted them and so maybe your net cost would be four dollars and fifty cents in that case right mm. and let's say your your net cost in general for cold traffic was four dollars and fifty cents let's say they were the same um your your conversion your sales conversions i guarantee you're going to be higher with that with that group that was retargeted first typically 20 to 30 percent higher your sales conversion so you're getting higher quality leads in some cases your cost per lead will be higher and we've seen that a lot where i'm running that content amplification it's okay it's not the greatest content and then we're retargeting them into a lead gen and the cost per lead the net cost per lead is overall higher but you know what the long term the the long term benefit is is i think outweighs the short term because of what they're doing with building goodwill building those audiences and like i said seeding their account with goodwill, with high relevance score ads, which gives you more leeway down the road with Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's important. That's really, really important. If anything, think of content amplification as an insurance policy to keep your account safe. I love it. Yeah, so I, I love it. I, I think I'm going to think of it that way in the future. That actually helps a lot. Thank you. Uh, so mm-hmm. the in terms of, okay, if I'm doing content amplification and at the same time I'm remarketing people, then I'm driving them to a, let's say, a sales page after. So there's three different buckets here, right? So yep. what percent of your ad spend should go to each, bu- each bucket? Yeah, okay, great question. So uh, the last part is retargeting them into a sales page kind of depends on, you know, how many people you're adding to that, that list, right? How fast they're building that retargeting list. So that one typically will kind of be, you know, as much as you can, right? Um, but let's say you're spending a hundred bucks a day and I would probably spend, you know, $5 a day on light campaigns, on fan getting campaigns and maybe five to 10. And then maybe I'd spend another 30 on content amplification, another maybe that's probably going to add up over a hundred because I'm doing this in my head, but, and then maybe uh, another 30 or 40 to uh, lead generation and then maybe 20 or 30 into your retargeting to your sales page. So you're probably going to do typically, so like, yeah, so maybe, maybe five to 10 on light campaigns, maybe 30% on content amplification and maybe 40% to uh lead gen landing page and maybe 20% because you're not, you're only going to be able to spend so much, you know, right. to, on your retargeting. might even be 10%. It just depends on your on that and so now so that being said let's say of that 40 percent that you're driving traffic into landing pages this is let's talk about this one this is where i talk about my kind of user experience design out of that 40 percent, what i would do is i would have at least one main kind of campaign you could test different images and all that but which is a typical kind of a link post ad we call it page post link ad which is the most popular ad you see on facebook where the image is a clickable redirect right and that's going to be part of your budget. The other part is going to be a video ad, okay? And a video ad can be cold traffic too. Um, so you're going to have a video ad. What happens is, is they people always ask, should I be running video? And, and it's like, is it better than non-video? And I always say, it's not whether it's better or not. It's what it's you need to be doing it if you can, because they help each other out. It's like a one-two punch. Um, 
or a one, two, three punch. So maybe you have a linked post kind of ad going to your landing page. You've got a 30 second video and you've got like a content with call to action video, like maybe a five minute video. That's, that's what I love to do. That's what we're doing right now with Frank Kern's wife. Um, Betty Rocker and I are actually are helping them right now, building out a funnel for her fitness and lifestyle product. And we, it's exactly what we're going to do. First thing we're going to do with her is we're going to have her on a light campaign in the background because there is reasons why you want those because it increases your friends of fans connection targeting, which will, you know, give you higher, better ROI with your ads in the future. So a small budget on light campaigns, um, a, a budget on content amplification, um, but you do need to make sure you've got your website kind of dialed in for that. And then a, um, a lead gen campaign with a regular link post ad and then a video ad going to the landing page. And that's the start. That's to build a machine. And then, and then she can start to add retargeting into the sales page and stuff like that. But that right there is like enough to, to have a machine going, those four ads. Huh, okay. That was a lot pretty yeah, fast. No, it, it, it makes kinda, sense. We'll drop yeah. them in the show notes in, in bullet sure. points. Uh, yeah, it, it is a lot to take in, but we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that. But yeah. the, okay, so... In terms of video ads, I want to I want to go back to the video ads for a second. Um, you know, for me personally, I was getting leads for about seven bucks just running you know ads to an image ad, and then you know when I turned on video ads, you know I was getting the leads for two to three bucks. So I, I'd just love to hear a little more experience around you know video ads and kind of what you've been seeing around that. Oh no, sh- sure, no problem. Uh, I literally got an email like four days ago from a, a, a new coaching client now, and she was super excited because she did a consult. Uh, one hour consult a while back with me and I gave her some advice on how to run a video ad for their business. And they have kind of a unique, really cool business. It's like fine art photography, right? And they ended up using that strategy and, and landing like $150,000 client, um, a big development company. And so, cause they target consumers and businesses. But the point is, is that video ads are, are my favorite. I mean, one of, by far my favorite thing to do. Um, but we're, we're seeing with all across the board. In some cases I've seen lead costs go up because it can, you know, it can sometimes cost you typically will cost you a little bit more per click to website, right? Cause a lot of times if somebody clicks play on your video or if they comment, you're going to get charged for those clicks. And then a lot of people aren't going to click through or going to click off of Facebook. So you're, you don't get as many of those clicks to websites. So sometimes you'll pay more per click to website. However, that person that clicks off has already watched your video. I mean, that's that's almost like somebody's opted in almost, right? That's a completely different click than somebody clicking on an image ad, right? So, so that being said, I'm just kind of prefacing it a little bit. I've seen across the board just – I mean, I've, I've got one coaching client that's getting 35 to 45-cent leads every single – all day long. Wow. Video ad into a, a video landing page. It's a 30 – it's a 22-second video that's money with really good text overlays and music. So you don't even – the, the silence doesn't even affect the video because she says everything in her t- in the text, you know, mm-hmm. with the overlay. And so, but as, as I say that, I see video, I've seen video ads with some clients, not, I've seen them bomb. So I, I want to really, I want people to understand that, that video ads are, are critical to the long-term success, I think. They usually always have higher relevant scores, um, but you might not get it right the first time. And even if you don't, it's going to be helping your other campaigns because your the branding effect that happens when you're running a video ad is like 20 to one on a, on a regular ad. Even if they don't click through, you're getting a ton of branding um, effect. 
So interesting. So I mean, you know, Betty. Uh, I almost said Betty Crocker. Betty <laughs> Rocker. Yeah, <laughs> Betty that's where, Rocker. She, that's where she got it from. It's the Be- Betty Rocker of, of Betty Crocker. She's amazing <laughs> cook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. So she's doing a video where she's just flat out giving you value. So let's just think about the B two B space for a, a sure. while. You know, a lot of people are doing webinars and things like that. Have you seen anybody just throwing a full on webinar like a like a replay into a Facebook ad? Uh, no, I have not seen that. I do have uh, an example of a, a coaching client that we were helping once in a while, a while back, who's um, not in the U.S., but they're doing high volume. They're, they kind of did this on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, their main guy decided to test it out and for kind of the fun of it, and they put their 30-minute VSL, which is normally on the thank you page after they opt in for the lead magnet, mm-hmm. the 30-minute video sales letter in the news feed, and it links directly to the order form. And was massive ROI on mobile. So, um, but it's up and down, up and down. So they were scale- They were able to scale like two thousand to two thousand to three thousand dollars a day with that video. Ad. Wow! Now it hasn't. It's kind of up and down. It really depends on how well they optimize it. And it was only working on mobile because Facebook had added the call to action button right on the player. You know, right after the video plays, and it was only showing on mobile for quite a while. And they've actually fixed that. Now it's on it's showing up on desktop too in most cases. But um, that is – so that being said, that's a super anomaly. Okay, I'm not I – would, I would basically suggest not doing that for like 99% of people. Um, and there's a, one reason too is you're going to – I think it's risking getting your account shut down, doing stuff like that, unless it's only being displayed to warm traffic. So uh, – you know, back to your question. So yeah, I mean, I've seen something similar to doing that, but if I was to give somebody advice, I would say, I've got a coaching client right now. He's a, he's a YouTube's ad. He's a YouTube ads expert and he's just starting to run Facebook ads. He's got like a seven minute video and it's, uh, it's awesome video. And then he takes them right to where they opt in to watch like an hour long, uh, recorded like him up on stage. Got it. And he's killing it with it right now. And he's just about to finish with this funnel to really scale up. Right now, it's just kind of running in the background. It's doing really, really well. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So I think I wouldn't go too long on the videos. You, you'll see your, 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 you'll see that the the views will drop off. I, I got invited to a private webinar with Facebook uh, from our Facebook account manager with one of our clients. And there was some really interesting stats about like the branding effect on videos. And it sh- there was actually a... Um, a great chart showing the drop off rate of people after like five seconds, 10 seconds, you know, a minute, two minutes. And basically you lose 95% of people after 10 seconds. So about 96% really after about 10 seconds of your video, no matter how long your video is, you're only going to have about 4% of people watch it longer than that. Okay. But after that, the curve, so the curve goes straight down. Then after that, it flattens out. So like, that 4%, uh, a good amount of those, you know, I think it actually drops down to about 90, you lose about 10% or about 90%, but then it drops all only down to about four and a half percent after full length of the video. So your goal is not to get reached that 95%. Your goal is to reach that, you know, four and a half percent of people that are going to watch the majority of your video. So have good content. Um, and so, and don't stress too much about the length, but Really focus on using text overlays. I think the text overlay calls to action are going to be are, are what's really what can really be game changing. And so, okay, makes so. sense. 
the um so let's jump back into you know why people are are getting banned is it you know are they getting a lot of uh you know people hiding the ads or whatever and what type of accounts are getting banned because you know for me when i go through my news feed i do see a lot of these uh there's a lot of you know coaching people on it there's a lot of marketing content out there and some of it just kind of rubs me the wrong way um but i you know i'm just really uh, first of all i'm wondering you know who gets banned and then how are they getting banned so the big one of the big things is any kind of claim about anything, any results oriented, no matter what it is, whether it's losing a certain amount of weight, make a certain amount of money, anything you have in there, you're 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 to- you're not gonna have you're not gonna have good luck there. So they don't want you know for them unrealistic claims is every a lot, and so it doesn't matter if you can prove that somebody made a certain you know twenty thousand dollars in even sixty days or something. It's for them unrealistic is. It's different. You got to realize that at Facebook, when I we got luck, we got to go visit their office in Austin, which is the Facebook ads headquarters. And Ralph and me, and we invited Molly from Digital Marketer. And the the crazy thing that's kind of scary is when we walked by the compliance division, it was like this whole group in this corner of like twenty five people, and it was you know they were looking at the computer, looking at ads, and trying to approve and disapprove ads, and it was. It was look like you were walking into a college bar, right? So they're, they're all like 22, 23, fresh out of college, right? So they're the ones making these decisions. So for them, unrealistic claim, they don't know. They don't realize that you actually, if you're an entrepreneur, you can like write your own ticket if you like put your head down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of sucks. It's, it's really frustrating, but that's how it is. Um, that being said, uh, the other thing that they, they do definitely take into a factor is, is, is the amount of, negative feedback and hiding your ads. I've, I've seen it happen and, and that's the main reason where people get their account shut down a lot. So a lot of times it's, it's the ad copy on the landing page or the ad about like some kind of a talking about specifics and results. Don't talk about any specifics and results. You've got to kind of use fairly vanilla. We call it vanilla copy, which is a bummer if you're a, if you're a good copywriter. But, uh, and then like I said, the, the feedback is important. That, that's why, like I said, you want to use those types of content amplification video ads that will kind of seed your account. It's like an insurance policy. But think about it. Go back to the real world. That's what people want. I mean, nobody wants to meet that guy where he's like requiring your business card to give you anything, like any piece of advice. So it kind of makes sense in the real world. And and, and one of my coaching clients, Tom Breeze, who's a freaking ninja in the Facebook and the YouTube ads, he's got an agency for YouTube video ads. And He's been in the AdWords game for a long time, really successful. And he's talked about when all this happened in like 2007 and eight. And he goes, really, in the end, we just bought into it because really it's better. It's a better experience. It really is a better experience for the end user and for you. And it's worked out really well. And so I think if people can really just try to not be so frustrated and try to figure out how can you build relationships with people and, and, and really be authentic. One of the reasons why Betty Rocker is so successful is because she's so authentic. And she does not do the, the typical direct response copy that people have given her advice before. That people had given her advice in the fitness world to do. They all have their accounts shut down now. Wow. Um, and she's just super authentic. And that's the one piece of advice I really give. And we, we do this all the time with our clients a lot of times because especially in the agency where they want us to help with the ad copy and creative. And we're like, hey, just be, the more you can speak from your voice, um, the better. And it really, it really does make a difference. Got it. Okay. 
So the last thing I wanted to touch on um, in regards to Facebook ads is the the like campaign. So, you know, people have been saying, you know, the like campaign, you know, why even bother getting likes, likes, you know, pages are dying and all that. So what's your, what's your take on like campaigns and why are they important? Okay. So here's why there's basically three reasons why. And like I said, this is, we're talking a tiny budget, but especially if you're getting ready to run ads and you've never run ads before, this can be a great way to see to your account. But we, we run ads for we like campaigns for three main reasons. Number one is obvious. It, you can remarket to your fans. Okay. So it's like building a, a, a retargeting list, right? But the key, if you're going to run a light campaign, the way I teach it is to be very specific in your ad copy and you're, you're, to, you're, you want to be asking people to raise their hand saying, yes, I want to hear more from you, right? Click like if you want to hear, you know, get case studies about our su- successful Facebook ads clients, you know, click like if you want to hear, um, get great information about how to get a rocking body, you know, those types of things. So you're, you're telling people to click like to hear more from you. That's, that's really, really important. So you're, the fans that you get might cost you a little bit more money. And instead of saying click like to win an iPad, you know, those types of things, instead of kind of just like tricking people or trying to get super cheap likes, if you get quality likes, that's going to help. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more. Okay. But number two which is the most important reason is to increase your friends of fans connection targeting. Okay. So what is that? What that is, is think about the last time go, you can probably go scroll the newsfeed right now and you might see a, a, an ad. And at the top of that, it'll say, you know, Joe Smith and 27 others like dominate web media. So if you see an ad and above that, it's got some of your friends that also like that page. That's social proof, right? It's, it's above like the name of the page. It's the first thing they see before they even see the word sponsored. And so you get higher click-through rates, higher relevance scores, and higher conversion costs and lower cost per click when you, when you have a lot of social proof like that. And so what happens is, is you can, in Facebook, you can target, let's say I want to target Tony Robbins in the US, uh, like 31 to 65. That audience size might be, say 900,000 people. It's a pretty big audience, pretty good size audience. But if I want to target Tony Robbins and then I add include people whose friends are connected to Dominate Web Media, which is my Facebook page, then I'm only targeting people that like Tony Robbins and have a friend that is a fan of Dominate Web Media. Okay, My potential reach goes from about 900,000 to 160,000. Still a good size audience. So but however, that audience is, is, is a lot better. You get that social proof and you, you see a lot of enterprise companies like big like companies that are trying like more consumer based that, that don't that have super broad targeting doing this pretty well. They'll just do connection targeting and then they'll target super broad, right? If it's like a uh, something that everybody likes, like clothes or shoes or weight loss or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then the other thing is is you can d- discover important data about your audiences. You can kind of start to learn which images, which ad copy, which audiences are responding. And, and you can run these in the background. So you can set up, let's say you set it up for seven bucks a day. Um, and then it's running like Brie from Betty Rocker hasn't really even touched her light campaigns in like two months. They've just been running at $14 a day every day. But when you have that combined with the content amplification, which gets you a lot of residual likes because people will like your page more, um, your, your Facebook page grows and, and it helps you in future ads. Okay. So one more thing on that, on the second reason, the friends of fans connection targeting. So 
this reach that I'm talking about actually is an ex- it grows exponentially. So let's say I have 4,000 fans and I want to target people that like Tony Robbins and are, have a friend that's connected to Dominate Web Media. That connection, I might, it might be about, let's say, 30,000 people that like Tony Robbins and have somebody that likes Dominate Web Media because I only have 4,000 fans. Okay. So my potential reach is 30,000. If I go from 4,000 fans to 5,000 fans, that potential reach will probably go from 30,000 to 40,000 or 45. Wow. So every thousand fans you get, your potential reach, depending on how big the original audience is that you're kind of overlaying it with, your potential reach will go up by like 10 or 20,000. Um, so it really does grow exponentially. So that, those are the reasons why it actually helps you in your future campaigns. So, um, yeah. Okay. So it, it sounds like, I mean, it, it's, it's a good tool to help you narrow down and also you can hit these people later cause they're, they're fans of your audience. And you know, the, I've heard other Facebook guys, uh, some, some other guys like John Loomer who has a great blog as well around Facebook ads. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he talks about the same thing, why you should be running like campaigns and they're not exactly dead. So, uh, thanks for clarifying that now. Yep. One other question unrelated to Facebook, or it can be related to Facebook. Uh, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? One must-read book, I would say right now, one of my favorite books. I'm actually listening to this on Audible. I do Audible now pretty much most of my books, and is Essentialism, which is I'm actually going through it for the third time because like in the last couple of weeks got a little bit crazy. Since our podcast is really kind of it's it's blowing up really well right now, and things are growing really, really fast. And essentialism is all about basically being very selective on what you say yes to and what you say no to. Mm. So, you know, every no that you say no, people like me like to say yes a lot. I'm a kind of a people pleaser. I like to, to help people and I have to be careful. And so that book really is really good for, and when you realizing that every time you say no, it actually opens up a better opportunity later because you can focus on it. So that's one, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's something uh, I think all entrepreneurs or all people in general uh, uh, struggle with. So good recommendation. We'll leave that in the show notes. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about your, I mean, you know, final question. Uh, Why don't you talk about your podcast a little bit? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. (laughs) So we've got a podcast. uh, It's called Perpetual Traffic, and it's published by Digital Marketer. And it's uh, hosted with there's three of us that host most of the episodes. Molly Pittman, who's the vice president of digital marketer and the director of traffic. And then Ralph Burns, who is my agency partner, and he manages the agency for us with Dominate Web Media. And so we've made this show, and it took me a long time. I planned out this thing from the beginning and then reached out to, to, to Molly and to see if they wanted to do this with us. And it worked out, and it's been awesome for us ever since. And so... What we do, the goal of this show is, is to not have just where we're talking about a different tip every week. We don't want to, we're trying not to do that. We don't want to try to Im- kind of bombard people and overwhelm people. And so we want, we're trying to make it, whenever we talk about a specific tactic, making it like a series of two or three episodes or like case study like Betty Rocker, where we have three episodes in a row of her telling her whole story of how she's been able to go from literally having a, um, a business where she had to do launches every, you know, three to two to three to four times a year and being super inconsistent, hustling, hustling. And now she just has this machine and her, and then just gener- every single day generating traffic, goodwill leads and customers. And those, those are the four things that, that it does when you, when you implement this stuff. So anyway, we, yeah. And so it's, it's a pretty cool podcast that we like. And we've, in the last couple episodes, we had 
uh, Russ Henneberry talking about this content amplification and how to do it the right way, especially if you're going to use paid traffic with it. Um, and so we've got a lot of pretty cool guys coming up soon. We've got Ryan doing like a little bit sort of a discussion debate style with Michael Stelzner coming up um, from Social Media Examiner. Um, and so, yeah, no, we're excited. So go check it out if you're interested. Listen to it. Subscribe. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's something. It's one of the podcasts. It's a must listen for me. I, I listen to it at the gym every time. Um, and just another side note, uh, you just talked about Ryan, uh, Ryan Dice of Digital Marketer. He's also going to be on this podcast too. So, uh, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. It's in a couple of weeks, so it's going to be awesome. Um, so Keith, this has been awesome. I think there's this is a lot for people to chew on, and you know, especially in the the tech world where people are just typically running them to a landing page. I think there's a lot more that could be done with Facebook ads. But um, what's the best way for people to find you online? Yeah. No. My, I appreciate you having me on the show. It's been it's been it's been a great time, and I, and I and hopefully people can implement some of this stuff. We talked about a lot really fast, um, and some of those numbers probably were throwing people off. Um, but this is like one of those things where if you start to get into it and learn it, it'll go from a foreign language to actually sounding like English or whatever your first language is. Um, but if you go to dominatewebmedia.com, that's my main site. So just go there, and you can you can. I got lots of free stuff and I've got Facebook ads university there. Um, digital marketer too. I mean, they've, they've been, they've helped me out in a big way. And I know a lot of times you talk about like companies that are doing stuff the right way. And they've made a big shift in the last year, um, of going from like all direct response to a lot of this content. And it's made a huge impact for them in the long term. And, and so, and they, you know, they run tons of different companies that they own. So I, I love getting advice from them. And that's where the podcast is hosted. It's at, it's at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. So those two places awesome. where you can find me. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff, Keith. Great to have you on the podcast. Hope to have you on again soon. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for doing this. Cool. Appreciate it. Hey everyone, just a quick heads up that we're giving away a ebook called 29 Growth Hacking Quick Wins. We co-authored this book with Matan Griffel of One Month, and it'll give you a solid base on where you can create growth ideas from. So all you need to do is text QUICK TIPS to 33444. That's the word QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, and TIPS, T-I-P-S as in sugar, to 33444, and you get instant access. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.